to the Owl of Ways and Humans. Hello, and welcome to the Art of Raising Humans podcast. I am your host, Kyle Wester. I'm your co-host, Sarah Wester. And today we want to delve into the topic of hope. You know, Sarah, I was really excited about getting to talk about this with you because it's something that you have definitely researched so much more than I have. And uh, it was really cool watching you be able to do some of this research with Dr. Chan Hellman as he wrote his book on hope, as he is doing so much great work on this topic. And I was thinking as, as you and I were discussing things we wanted to talk about in this podcast, I thought, what a time in this world to talk about hope. I mean, you know, in the private practice, I tell you, I'm seeing a lot of kids that don't seem to have a lot of hope. You know, um, they were you and I, when we went into, um, as we were growing up, you and I just had this kind of mindset that our parents kind of were like, you're going to go to high school. You're going to graduate. You're going to go to college. You're going to get a degree. And even though it sounded really simple, you know, you and I were discussing this. It was much more complicated than that. It was hard to figure out. I remember my freshman year, I wanted to kind of drop out of college because I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. And um, I know you changed degrees and everything as well, you know, to get there. And eventually we stumbled upon this thing that we loved, right? But this wasn't until, what, late 20s? Yeah. Yeah, it's moving. Yeah, yeah, late 20s. Yeah, and, also, yeah. and we finally were like, okay, I think we like this, you know? And then we mm -hmm. both became counselors and all that kind of stuff, right? But I see a lot of kids these days without hope um, because they just see a crazy world, you know, they just witnessed and have been participating in a, a pandemic throughout the entire world. You know, something that you and I, we just learned about the Spanish flu like two years ago. And we're like, what if that ever happened? And then something like that did start to happen. And we're like, this is insane. And then the, the kids I'm seeing, they, they don't see the same pathway. Like you and I, even going to college, maybe that was a given somewhat for us that we wanted to do that. Um, but for them, college costs way more than even you and I had to pay for it. Right. And so they're looking at that cost benefit ratio. And I just see many, many teenagers and, and even younger kids down into like elementary age, fourth, fifth, just feeling a sense of hopelessness. Okay. So I wanted to ask you this idea of raising kids with hope. So, so my first thought was how do you help build hope in children during these difficult times? Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to back up a bit and explain what hope is. This sounds like a great idea. <laughs> okay, because I think we all have this idea. So the hope we're talking about may be a little different. We use hope and wish differently. Like, oh, I hope it doesn't rain today. That's mm, really more like, mm. oh, I wish it doesn't rain today because I have no control over the weather and what it's going to do. So there is that version of hope. But the hope we're talking about today is, is um, a science of hope. And hope is the thing inside of you that believes you can set a goal and there are barriers that are going to come up, but you can find the pathways to reaching your goal. That's the hope we're talking about today. And what, oh, when I started learning about hope and working with Dr. Hallman, it was amazing to me just how important hope was in our lives. It is it's what predicts how well you will do in life. It's, a, it's just the most important part of how I'm going to be resilient in the face of a hard time. And right now we are having such a hard time. Yes. Yeah. So and many ways. we know as parents, 
You wish you could remove all the hard times for your kids, but you know that's impossible. They're going to have hard times. It's part of just being human. We face hard things. And you look at your child, you know, I mean, I remember holding my babies and just wanting to make the world dreamy for them. If I could just clear all out, all out, all the challenges and the hard things, and I just want to protect them from it. And that's impossible. So I also, I worked with kids who had, who had just seen the worst in people and had been abused and really horrific situations. And you, and you look at them and you think, how, how are they going to overcome this? This is a three-year-old. This is a eight-year-old. How can I give them the resiliency and the, and what I learned was the hope they needed to be able to carry on in life and have a beautiful future and know that with confidence. And so, so that's the hope we're, we're talking about. And we know we need hope because that's what's going to build that resiliency in kids that in the face of something really terrible, they can get through it. They can still achieve those goals that they're they're aiming for that they want. So when you say resiliency, I'm picturing this idea of when we get knocked down, the ability to get back up. Yeah. Right? That throughout life, life is going to throw punches at us. Yeah. We're, we are going to fall down pitfalls or cliffs or whatever it is, right? You'll lose a job. You'll yes. break up with someone. Oh my gosh, you'll, yes. Yeah, Breakups could, sucked. <laughs> yeah. Breakups. Someone can die. Yes. You know, I mean, yeah. something horrible can happen yeah. to you. Yeah. Even to a, a kid, like losing a pet and those yeah. kind of things, right? I mean, I know yeah. several kids that I've been helping with have lost a parent, you know? Yeah. And that's that's a gigantic hit, right? Mm-hmm. So what you're saying to me is that hope is at the core of the ability for that kid to be able to bounce back. Yeah. Okay. And carry on and, and have a bright future and be confident they're going to have a bright future. So how can a parent knowing about the science of hope help them be a more effective parent? Why would that be helpful to a parent to know that? If they, I think it it starts with the parent. I'm going to just kind of go off here. The parent has to understand hope in themselves and, and really look at, take an honest look at themselves and say, what is, where am I at with hope? Do I have the ability to set goals? How have I done with that in my life? How do I approach it when, when a barrier comes up and makes it really hard to achieve, uh, to achieve that goal? Sometimes maybe makes that goal not attainable. What do I do about that barrier? How how can I find other pathways? Am I good at that? Do I know how to find? Well, if I can't go this way to achieve that goal, then maybe I can find a different route. How how do I do that in my own life? And a big part of hope is also having the motivation because we get knocked down and then we just sometimes want to stay down. Yeah. So where, where, where do we turn to? What do we do to get back up and find another pathway, set another goal, keep going forward? So I think we, so I think I take for me, I started doing that in my own life. I started thinking, what are my goals at work? What are my goals with Kyle? What are, what are my goals at, um, being a parent with my child. What's my goal for our relationship? How am I getting to that goal with my child? So I I looked at it from a very, I think we do the best things in life when we take them and really take them inside of ourselves and embrace it and work towards it. And knowing that this was a very important, if I wanted a beautiful life, then 
I've got to think about this. This is, I mean, studies have, we did all the research. All the research was done. You can read about it. You can look at it and see how important this is. So then I began to think, okay, I want to increase hope in myself. It's it's not a flat thing. You're not given two tokens of hope and that's yeah. what you have yeah. for your life. You can it's actually it. something yeah. you can build. Yeah. So I want to build it in myself and mm. then I can give that to my child. Yeah. yeah. So then I'm going to look at them and I'm going to look at their what's going on in their lives and see just start taking being curious about what's going on internally inside of them when they face a problem i don't care if it was my two-year-old throwing a tantrum i can look at that and say what goal does my two-year-old have Mm -hmm. maybe it's Mm -hmm. the toy at the store Mm -hmm. you know the the cookie what's their goal what what barrier what has come up and then how can i help them with this so you're using a few words, just to clarify. You're saying yeah. there's goal setting, and mm-hmm. then there's barriers to achieving those goals, and then you also use pathways. Can yeah. you describe Okay, so, those? yeah, there's three parts of hope. The, the kind of hope we're talking about, it's, one, you have to have a goal. So it's the ability to say, this is what I want in life. There, What's an example of goal? Like I was thinking when you said, I want to be less angry. <laughs> I, I want to not yell as much. Right. Would that be there, a goal? And there's actually, I mean, there's a whole lot to hope I won't get into, yes, but yes. you can have a goal that's an avoidant goal yeah, yeah. It, or it's an approach goal. Yeah. Okay. So in your case, you're saying, I want to avoid anger. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's I want to feel more peaceful. Goal. Yeah. That be, that okay. I want to be more peaceful with my kids. Yeah. Okay, so, goal. I mean, it's just sort of a curiosity. It's really yeah. interesting when you start looking at your goals and go, wow, I set a lot of avoidant goals yeah, or true. I set a lot of approach goals. Yeah, yeah. So that's just sort of an interesting thing to notice about yourself. Then, so we have the goals, but then we have to have ways to get to the goal. And those are often that's called pathways, pathways, okay, pathways right? So if I have the goal of being peaceful, uh-huh. then I might think, well, I'm going to wake up and do yoga every morning. Yep. I'm going to take, I'm going to count to 10. I'm going to take deep breaths. I'm going to yep. do these things yep. to achieve peace. Mm-hmm. Then the barriers that I'm talking about, those are the things that pop up that interfere. If I wake up and I have, I'm going to do yoga that day and I'm going to have all, you know, I'm going to do these wonderful things to be a peaceful person, but power went out. My alarm goes off late. I'm going to be late to work. The kids don't have their lunches and all this stuff comes up. Those would be the barriers that stop me from reaching my goal. And I could just throw it all up in the air and say, forget it. I'm just going to be an angry person today. Or I can say, all right, I still have the same goal, but I'm going to have to find different pathways to doing that. And so that that's the... Well, the example that came to me when you're saying that was when Abby was little and we were doing some homeschooling stuff with her. And I remember you had gone to work and it was my job to be the teacher. And um, I said to Abby, hey, let's stop playing. I think she was five or something like that. So Brennan, her younger brother, wasn't yet doing school. But I said, Abby, we got to stop playing. You need to do school. And Abby started to throw a fit. And I immediately started getting upset. And I was like, come on. Like, I'm trying to get some work done. I want her just to, <clears throat> in my mind, I wanted Abby just to be like, yay, school, let's do it. You know? And um, and then Abby and I, we, we embraced the skills we'd learned. We both regulated ourselves. We both calmed ourselves down. And then I asked Abby. I said, hey, what are we going to do? Like, we still are going to do school. And she said, I don't actually mind doing school. I just didn't want to do school by myself. So she said, could you put your iPad next to to my stuff when I'm doing my schoolwork? Because I just don't want to be alone in it. And that was really interesting. It was like, I had this idea of what she was trying to achieve. I thought her goal was to avoid school. Mm -hmm. Really, that wasn't her goal at all. Her goal was actually to just 
not do school alone, mm -hmm. you know? And so then she came up with her own pathway, right? To then get there by asking me to do it. Is that a, an example of what you're saying? Yeah, that is an example. And with, with the barriers, you were kind of touching on this. It's our, our motivation. So you could have somebody who who has all the pathways in the world. The goal is clearly before them, mm -hmm. yet they're just laying on the couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the motivation. Yeah. That's to, and But you especially see that if the road is clear, people will generally go down the road. But once a barrier hits, some people are easily knocked down by that barrier. So you said if you they saw just them... have lost their motivation. So the loss of motivation is them being overwhelmed by the barriers, possibly? Sometimes. Okay. And sometimes yeah. maybe the goal was set for them and it's not really a goal they want. That's a real common one. So yeah. then like, they maybe, lack motivation. Maybe parents have said, you're going to get all A's for the year. Mm -hmm. And then the kid doesn't seem to be motivated. So then parents start to get afraid and they start trying to make the kid achieve that. That goal yeah. right and so the kids resistance to that is the kid never set their own goal right yeah that's okay yeah. so I think as example. parents we often we have to own the fact that we have a lot of goals set for our children mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean the child buys into the goal and that they it's their goal as well it may be our goal for them not their goal for themselves so what I also hear you saying is the science of hope can also help me like in that moment if a kid's not wanting to do the schoolwork or the homework, real, mm -hmm. real common conflict. It's not helpful to just think the kid's lazy, defiant, all that stuff, right? Like there, the science of hope would say, if they're not moving towards the goal, maybe I need to reassess the goal setting, right? Yeah. Maybe they don't feel confident they could achieve that goal, right? Maybe there's barriers there. Maybe in the chaos of the home, it's really hard to do the work. So they'd rather just shut it out and, and do, you know, watch TV or right. watch a YouTube video or something, right? right? Okay, so really, if I come at them with the signs of hope, I'm not really, once again, against them. I'm for mm -hmm. them mm -hmm. and helping them grow hope within them that they could achieve the goal. Yeah, I right? think it helps us break things down because sometimes you look at your kid and go, why aren't you getting the grades? Yeah. Why are you avoiding homework? Yeah. What is going on here? Don't you see you have to do this because you want to go to college, because you want a job, you want to have a house someday in a yeah. car, and this is the pathway to that, and why aren't you doing this? And it, so it kind of pulls everything back for a parent and they can go, okay, here's my pieces. Do they have a goal? Do, is this their goal? Do they have the way to get there to their goal? Do they have the motivation? Is something blocking them from reaching the goal? It just raises this curiosity inside of a parent in this way that feels very tangible to me. Because sometimes you can look at it and go, it just feels like so much. You've tried and tried and tried, but this breaks it down for you and gives you a way inside of yourself and inside of your child to go, all right, what, what's the missing piece of the puzzle here? What would you say to a parent that's feeling hopeless about where they're now at in their parenting journey? And what I'm thinking of is parents who get, you know, get really hopeless that they've already messed things up way too mm. much, right? Yeah. And so what would you say to a parent who's feeling that? Well, I would say good news. That's not true. <laughs> that you can... You can turn the ship. The really beautiful thing about relationships is is things can change, and uh, they're dynamic. They're not fixed, so you don't get it to a point where it's just fixed and it's all over. And you can use this very same thing to look at your own levels of hope because you're describing to me someone who doesn't have hope yeah, for the relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was that was something I really enjoyed studying, not just. Not just what are your goals for a job or goals for your kid cleaning their room or something, those those sort of things, but what 
can we also have hope inside of a relationship? What is my hope for having a good relationship with you? And that was always the more intriguing part of hope for me. Uh, You can see where where maybe you you look at your child and your child you just feel this distance and maybe your child lacks the hope to feel like it can be a good relationship with you and that's just crushing right that that's just oh that hurts and but the nice the beautiful thing about hope is it's something that can grow and we can lend hope to other people when they don't have it hope happens inside of a relationship I think you and I have seen it happen just with clients, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. a client comes in completely hopeless, and then all of a sudden they connect with us, and yeah. you can see it. You can see a shift. Hope just grew. They walked out, and now they are no longer overwhelmed with that problem than the way they were yeah. before, right? Well, you can say here, I know right now you don't have the hope, but I have seen it happen before. Mm-hmm. So here, mm-hmm. take some of my hope. This can be different for you. So practical steps that you would give for parents to help their kids be more hopeful about their futures. So let's say the kid's like, why do all this? Why does it matter? I mean, I don't, it doesn't seem to matter. I mean, I just keep failing. I just, you know, whatever the negativity is, the parents seeing them not moving forward, they're confused about that, you know, Mm -hmm. that they don't seem to think their future is good. Mm -hmm. What's some practical ways the parent could help grow hope in their kid? Uh, Make sure that you start with you. Start with your own levels of hope and how hopeful are you for your child and what are you doing in your own life? So, I mean, to me, a big part of parenting goes back to you as a person. It starts with us and then we can move into our, our what we're doing with our child, what we're trying to do with our child. But, you know, same with if I'm a super anxious, scared, terrified person, it's going to be really hard for me to create calm for my child. I have to start by calming myself, and then I can give that to my child. So hope is the same way. The really neat thing about hope, it's it's a it's something that happens in relationship, and one of the the biggest predictor of hope for a child is the relationship with their parent or a caregiver. It doesn't have to be their parent, but someone in their life. So you have the ability to be that person yeah, in yeah. your child's life. And it can start today. It doesn't matter if the last 15 years it wasn't there. It's something that you can start doing now. You can start taking action towards that. And so when you build that inside of yourself, then you can start giving it to your child. You can build that relationship, build it to a place where you can talk about their goals and what's blocking their goals, what it, what pathways. You can give them the skills to find other pathways, to go down different roads and to reach these goals. And But you have to be very open to their goals because they might not always line yeah. up with yours. So yeah. it takes some, takes some trust there. It takes some work, conversations. Yeah, I think when you and I were talking about it too, the thing I, I was also thinking about, like you just said, I've got to have hope in myself as the parent that this is going to work out. Yeah, I I think when I'm approaching the kid's future anxiously or afraid of their future, I just like feed that monster in the kid. You know, the kid's looking in my eyes going, I don't think you think this is going to turn out good. Mm -hmm. So I've got to believe in me that the kid can, right? That the future is good. And that's going to then help me be able to have that better connection with them where they go, Mm -hmm. well, at least you believe it can be. You know? yeah. And if you do, maybe I can borrow from that, right? Yeah. We just can't always catastrophize. Yeah. Just take a second to breathe, step yeah. back. Things are not always the emergency we think they are. 
and you, you use the word catastrophizing. I was also thinking on, you said something else that doesn't help is just like heaping praise on a kid. You know, we're not talking about building hope by like, you're great though. Everyone's right. always said you're great. Yes. They said you're smart. Yeah. You know, your teacher in fifth grade said you're like the smartest kid they've ever met. Right. All that's not helpful. Right. Yeah. It's really about this authentic, vulnerable relationship you have with your kid where they know you love them, accept them just as they are. And also believe in the hope and believe and hope that they can make something of their life, right? Yeah. Let's say that like the eighth grader who's failing or mm -hmm. something, you have to be, a, you have to see in them. They've got perseverance somewhere. They, it may be, you know, we were talking maybe in skateboarding. It may exactly, be, yeah. they've yeah. got it somewhere. And so you want to notice that in them, that you've got it here. You've, you persevere. And so just notice the qualities in them that one day they do sit down and do homework notice how they persevered yeah. it was it's so hard for you to do homework and you sat down and did it today yeah 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 so. i like that it's more encouraging rather than praising you know yeah. and we could do a whole nother podcast on that i want to end with this idea of growth mindset which you said at some point we will do another podcast about growth mindset but how growth mindset helps a lot in this situation i know mm -hmm. specifically i've heard you say to the kids and something i've adopted and, and i say to the kids and try to encourage other parents to is when they say well i can't learn that or i i I don't know how to do that is something simple as like you haven't learned it yet or you don't know how to do it yet. Mm -hmm. It's a real important distinction because then it says, oh, yeah, well, maybe I could learn it in the future. Right. You know, or you haven't accomplished that yet. That may be mm -hmm. something that could go on. So any other little growth mindset tips at all? That yeah, you went growth through? mindset. Real. I mean, I would love to do a podcast on it because it's something that's just really a lovely thing and I like doing it with our kids I like doing it with myself yeah but growth mindset is just the knowledge we used to think the brain was a little more fixed than it is but now we know for your whole lifetime the brain is changing it's a you know it's sort of like a plastic they they'll say but it's a changing growing thing and and so to say I can't do that that's coming from a fixed mindset and your brain kind of believes what you tell it mm -hmm. and growth mindset say says i can't do that yet yep. so then your brain goes oh okay we just can't do it yet guys we can you know yep. it's open to growth it's open to learning so it's also it's also this big the big idea of just mistakes aren't something we always want to avoid. Mistakes are growth and learning opportunities. Yep. So we live this life of, oh, don't make a mistake. Don't do that. You got to do it right. Got to do it right. But it takes all that pressure off and just says, that's how we learn. You watch babies. They get up, they fall down. They get up, they fall down. They get up, they fall down. It's countless times. And one yeah. day they're walking. Yep. So they're kind of born with this growth mindset. They don't fall down and go, well, Can't do it's it. not for me. Done, I tried. tried it. I'm I out. fell down. I'm crawling the rest Clearly of my life. Not. <laughs> Clearly not a walker. <laughs> but but when we grow up, we kind of do that. We'll give something a go and, oh, well, I can't do it. And so growth mindset is just getting behind the idea of... Even I think this podcast is an idea of growth mindset, the business, right? We, yeah. we, for the longest time, we're like, we can never be entrepreneurs. We can never own our business. I'm not a podcaster. <laughs> this is never going to work. And yet we're doing it, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so glad you guys listened. Once again, I want to ask you to get on there. Um, please, you know, uh, subscribe, share, um, definitely comment, review, help us get up um, to whatever, you know, the ratings are so more people have access to this helpful information. And we hope it helped you. So um, definitely send us some comments, um, questions that maybe we can use in future podcasts, okay? So thank you for this discussion with Hope. Thank you, Sarah, for um, teaching us so much about it. I, I really learned a lot today just in talking to you. I know we've chatted about it, but it's fun 
to just to hear you go off on it. So um, you guys all have a wonderful day and look forward to talking to you soon.